Good morning. And grace, peace, and mercy be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So uh, today we're going to continue on with our series of uh, a place of community, a place to belong, looking at this 1 John scripture passage and recognizing our role within that. You know, uh, before we get there, I really hope that's how you describe our church or our uh, family here to people within the community is something that you feel is a place where you belong and also a place where others can belong. Keep that in mind in our text for today as we really focus on this subject of love that God has to be able to share with us. You know, if you know me uh, even a little bit, you know that I, I, I really enjoy coffee. I drink it every day, which I assume quite a few of you do too. In fact, it's part of my uh, regular routine when I come up here on Sunday mornings. I go through the drive through down here on uh, Scottsdale Road. Uh, super simple order. I just get a medium cup of coffee with cream. That's it. Nothing fancy. Put just a little bit of cream in it, and that's it. Uh, I know exactly how much my order costs. It's $2.35. Sometimes I even have exact change, and I just throw it out the window there to the gal and tell her to have a nice day, and, and I'm on my way. One day, I was going through, and as I pulled up, I went to go pay with my $2.35, and the lady said, oh, the, the person in front of you paid for it. And I said, they, they did. She said, yeah, they, they paid for it. I said, well, who was it? She said, I don't know, just a, just a stranger that was paying it forward. And I said, oh, that, that was super nice. And I said, you know, can, can I pay for the person's coffee behind me? And she said, yeah, yeah, you can, you can do that. She said, you sure? I said, yeah, yeah. She said, are you sure? And I said, yeah. And I said, how much is it? She said, $43.50. <laughs> And she sees me every week coming up to Desert Foothills, but I can't tell her no. So I, I got out of my card and paid the $43.50 and went on my way. You know, that concept of paying it forward is not something that's new, and it's not just a concept that can happen in a, a line of people buying coffee for strangers. It's a concept that can really take place within our lives. That's what we hear today in that scripture text that Lindsay read for us, this concept of paying it forward through the love that Christ has shared with us. Did you hear it in those words? Uh, we all know, I think, probably John chapter 3, verse 16, but today we begin with those words from 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. And it says, This is how we are to know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Today is a special Sunday within the church. It's called Good Shepherd Sunday, in which we recognize the role that Jesus has played for us. On one Good Shepherd Sunday, there was a Sunday school teacher who decided she was going to have her first grade class go before the congregation. Instead of having a member read for them, the children were all going to be able to say about three verses each. And so she wanted them to be able to memorize it. And most of the kids did pretty good, well, except for, except for Robert. Robert wasn't doing so great at his memorization, and he got up there to be able to say his three verses, and he had our text for today. And he said, Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And he forgot the rest. He couldn't remember the next three verses. He stood there in silence, and he said it again. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and that's all you need to know, he said. <laughs> you know what? That, that is the truth. 
that, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And I could let you all go home early today and tell you that's all you need to know. And that is, that is true. The Bible tells us that over and over again. When we know Christ as our Savior, this is the great gift that provides eternal life through his spirit and through his sacrifice. But, but for us as Christians, there's more. You see, that's only the first part of that verse, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. But then John continues to share a little bit more. Before we get there, let's look at the verse from our gospel lesson today. John, again, writes these words that Jesus quotes. And Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I don't know if we heard that that little parable that Jesus shares with his disciples and the people that gather around to be able to teach them. This concept of this shepherd that has all these different sheep, and his job is to be able to protect them. Maybe when they need water to be able to find a place where they can pasture, eat, or drink. Maybe during a storm, find a cave or some trees that they can find some shelter in. Uh, Maybe when a predator comes to hopefully protect them somewhat. But Jesus says that that one person that is the hired hand, the hired hand that is the shepherd, when it really gets tough, when it's going to be the sheep's skin or theirs, he's out of here. He leaves and he saves his own life because... These are only sheep, after all. But Jesus, on this Good Shepherd Sunday, tells us something very special. He says to you, I am the Good Shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. And just as that hired hand could have looked at those sheep and said, why would I give my life? These are only sheep. God could have looked at us and said, why would I give my life? I am God. These are just people. But he doesn't. He lays down his life for me and for you. And now that we know this, let's go back to the other half of that verse from John uh, 3.16, from 1 John, and see exactly what that means for us. We hear these words, And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. That is a big call, a big call from our Lord today that we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. A few years ago, I was uh, going to Guatemala on a mission trip, and we were driving to one of the villages to be able to basically run a, a huge VBS program for these boys and girls that were gathered there. And as we're going along the way, I was sitting in the front seat of this 15-passenger van, and there was a driver there. The driver didn't speak any English, But he asked the translator, he said, can I tell the pastor a story? And I said, sure, yeah, I'd love to hear a story. He said there was a really small village that was very, very poor. And he said the people in this village had this little girl that needed a surgery, and the family couldn't afford it, and none of the townspeople seemed to be able to afford it through their church. And so the church came up with this idea that they were going to have this huge breakfast, invite everybody, even from the surrounding towns, to be able to come in and to be able to have this breakfast together and to be able to raise money so this little girl could have surgery. And he said, this is where it gets a little different. He said, they put up signs all over the place that they were having this big breakfast to be able to raise this money, and a pig and a chicken came walking by. And they saw this sign, and they read it. Church breakfast, looking for donations, Come help this little girl out. And the chicken said, you know what? I can help. I think I will donate all of the eggs 
for this breakfast. I can do that. And he looked at his friend, the pig, and he said, what about you? What about you? Do you think that you can contribute the bacon and the, and the ham for this breakfast? And the pig said, I think I can. And then the driver looked at me and said, one of them made a contribution and the other one made a sacrifice. And he said, which one are you willing to do? I ask myself and you that same question today. Which one are, are you willing to do? It's easy for us to make little contributions here and there, but to make a, a sacrifice is something so much more. That's what Jesus is calling us in the word today to be able to hear. Do not, do not miss that. We hear it over and over again. He says it in the word of John. He says, greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for our friends. Now, we don't need to be walking around our community and just seeking out opportunities for somebody who's just about willing to step out into traffic and they're not paying attention and be able to, to save them. That's not what Jesus is telling us here. But for some of us, at some point in our life, maybe there is a time when we are called upon to be able to give our life physically. Maybe for some of us, we're called to give upon our life in a different way. But for all of us, we are called to be able to sacrifice our life for our Savior because he has done this for us. Don't hear these words today and let them fall upon deaf ears. This is a command that we get from our God. John goes on to say, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? There's so many needs within our world, within just our, our surrounding community. You don't have to go far. We can if we'd like to. You don't have to go far to find needs that are around us, people on your own street, people in our own congregation, maybe people that are even strangers to us. But God calls all of us to be able to take what we have. And people, let me tell you, we have a lot. And to be able to give and to be able to serve, and to be able to sacrifice. Pastor Mark and I, over the last decades, have done lots of different funerals. I have never gone to a funeral and during the eulogy had a, a son or a daughter or a spouse come up front and say, uh, let me take time to tell you all of the, the business ventures my dad did. Let's, let's walk through that today to be able to eulogize him. Nobody's ever come forward and said, uh, let me show you all the cool pictures of these different cars that my, my dad had. These were his most prized possessions. This is what I want to tell you about him today. Look at this house that my mom had. She was so proud of this house. Look at that kitchen. There's her stove. She always had to have that stove. Now they show pictures of people together, of friends, of family members, they tell about times where they made each other laugh or times when they cried together, times when they supported one another. Because for you and me, the legacy that we live, leave in this world, especially as Christians, will not be determined by the amount of things that we have or the possessions that we acquire, but it will be in the way that we sacrifice for the people who are around us. Know that, John says over and over again. Little children, let us not love in word or in deed, or excuse me, let us not love in word or in talk, but in deed or in truth, he tells us. 
Don't just talk about these things. Don't just to think about these things, but you have to actually do them. Are we doing them? There's a man who passes away, and as the story says, he goes right up to heaven's gates there, and he meets St. Peter. And St. Peter asks him, he says, you know, before you come in, I'm supposed to log uh, people's sacrifices that they made for someone else. Do you have a time where you could share with me some type of sacrifice that you made for someone around you? And he says, yeah, I, I can tell you about one time when I sacrificed. He said, one time I was in a parking lot, and I saw a lady that took a parking spot, this older woman, and as she got out of her car, there was a biker gang that was there that was super upset that they had taken this spot. They all came around her, and it looked like they were going to hurt her. And so I went up to the biggest guy that was there. He was a, a foot taller than me. He had tattoos all over him, muscles that looked like tree trunks, this big, long beard. And I said, you better let her go or else. And he said, wow, that sounded great. He said, yeah, the lady was able to run off. I was distracting them. It was, it was great. And he said, well, when did this happen? And he said, well, about two minutes ago. To be able to sacrifice and, and see something and not do something, uh, it's, a, it's a hit on us. Because we can make a lot of excuses. You can see scenarios in your community, and every one of us can come up with an excuse. I don't have the right talents to be able to fix that situation over there. You know what? I'm not going to get involved with that just because I, I, I don't want the mess that comes along with it. My, my life is too neat. You know what? I've been saving up for this. I'm the one that's been working so hard for this element right here. Why should I give up of this at this time in my life? And you can make excuse after excuse after excuse, or you can put your faith into action. Putting our faith into action is what we're called by John, and most importantly, by Jesus, to be able to do today. Remember, he says we're not supposed to be able to love in our talk, but in our deeds that we are supposed to have this truthful element. This is the application in our message today, and this one's dangerous, because usually I have something to be able to share with you that I can say, here's the application. This is what this Bible text looks like in our life. No, you've got to come up with this one today. The application in, in your life that God is calling you to. What is the action that you can take in your community, the surrounding area which you live, I don't know if it's on your street. I don't know if it's with an organization that you partner with. I don't know if it's here at our own church in a way. But every single one of us is called to be able to sacrifice, to be able to put our faith into action. Not just come here on Sunday and sing about it and talk about it, but to actually live it and do it. This isn't a recommendation for myself or from Pastor Mark. It's not an idea from our church council or the church itself. It's a command that we receive from God. John says, and this is his command, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. It's the biggest commandments that we have. You only need two, uh, to love God and to love people. All the ten combined are right there in that. How are we going to love God? And because of what he has done for us, how are we then going to love people? How are we going to pay it forward? Because I can tell you right now, paying forward, it does feel good. But we don't do it for the feeling. 
We do it because it gets something for someone else. So on the last day in heaven, there are more people there because of what God has done through putting our faith into action. You know, I saw the story of this uh, small town in Newington, Connecticut. Uh, there was one man there that on Christmas Eve morning, 2003, decided he was going to buy the cup of coffee for the person that was behind him in line. So he bought that cup of coffee, and the next person pulled forward, and they did the same thing that I did, so I'll pay for the person behind him. And they bought a cup of coffee for the person behind them, and so on and so on. They kept paying that price and kept paying that debt little by little. And it went on for five days. Five days people went through this drive through in this small little town on uh, Christmas weekend until 1,468 people had their coffee paid for. It's not hard to be able to pay it forward. Reminds me of another story on uh, the first Christmas morning. Small little town also in a place called Bethlehem where one man came into this earth to be able to pay the price for the billions that would come after him and for the millions that came before. It wasn't $2.35, wasn't $43.50, but he prayed the price through his, his life. He gave everything that he had so that we could be a part of this community, sacrificing himself. So today when you hear those words, I hope you too are motivated by this man, by this Savior, by this Jesus that came just for you so that you and I today can say that we have a place to belong. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we give you praise and glory for that which you have given unto us uh, through Jesus. And Lord, uh, we do ask that you will soften our hearts today to be able to be strong, to go out for you, and to serve people around us. Uh, in any way that you can creatively distribute among our people. Do this, Lord, for the people here, uh, not only at Desert Foothills, but for all those gathering online with us today and through your church throughout the world so that we may be able to serve again as your great disciples here on this earth. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory for that which you have sacrificed through your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. In his name we pray. Amen.